Hey, Ryan. Yes, Andrew. You want to talk about video games this week? No, I want to talk about things that piss me off. So, video games. Sure, why not? First good news story before anything else is that Google Hangouts will be moving to YouTube Live pretty soon, so I won't have to use this fucking retarded interface every fucking time we do this. I'm so fucking Whoa. sick of it. I have to change Yay. my fucking profile every time I enter Yay. fucking Hangouts, and then it sends me back Huzzah. to my Google Plus page. Then I have to go back to the Hangouts Justice. page. Then I have to open Hangouts on air. Then I have to set the whole fucking thing up. Then it doesn't work anyway because it's fucked. Then I have to start a new Hangout anyway, and then it fucking works, even though it would tell me just to sit on my ass and do nothing and wait for it to start working. But it never fucking does because it's a piece of shit. Fuck. Yay. Welcome to the Explosion of Happiness, episode number 46. It is August 17th, 2016. It's time to be really happy and talk about video games as well as technology that pisses us off. Yeah, I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Andrew. And in this weekly podcast, we talk about things that piss Ryan off. Great. You know what? You want to know something else that pissed me off? I didn't say this last week in the last podcast because it would have been completely out of context. But you know how when someone's driving through a parking lot, you know, like a parking lot is totally full and everyone's searching for a spot. And then you'll stop and you wait for that car to pull out of their spot so you can take theirs. And then you halt all the traffic in the process. You know that? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then there's the lazy fox who do that even though the parking lot isn't full, but they just want that spot right in the front. So they'll spend like 20 seconds waiting for somebody to pull out and to make you wait because of them. Someone did that at the front of a fucking hospital as I was trying to turn into it two weeks ago. Like right at the fucking entrance. So there's this whole line of cars in the middle of fucking traffic stopped on the street trying to pull into a fucking hospital because some jackass wanted to get his parking spot right there in the front. He made an entire fucking convoy of cars waiting behind him. Yeah, and I bet you like pulled up right next to him and just started screaming out like, hey, the fuck, where the hell are you doing? And then he like gets out with his like wheelchair and he's like, me so sorry. Uh, no, it was, I thought about that, but it wasn't a handicapped spot and there were plenty of open spots up further. He had to wait for the one fucking spot that would have blocked all the fucking traffic trying to come into the fucking parking lot. So you just had this giant street that's just a clusterfuck because of it. I, ah, goddamn, people. That me off. <laughs> I, at first, I always thought people just didn't know how to drive, period. But then I started to go on road trips, and like down to Oregon, California, Idaho, Montana. Uh, it's just here, I've learned. Uh, holy shit. Really? We have the worst. Like, Portland's pretty bad. Parts of California is pretty bad. Like, anytime you get near a big city, like San Francisco and stuff. But I found that the Seattle-Bellevue area, the fucking worst. Like, the worst drivers. That's kind of odd. I would think our drivers are like the most passive. No. I, I, oh God, no. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. It's uh, what I never understand is how shitty people drive in the fucking rain here when it rains like three quarters of the year and people still don't know how to fucking handle bad weather when they're on the road. That fucking what, what I always me. love is like when it when it, we go through a long dry spell and then it rains again. That first day it rains, even if it's a very small amount. That's when it's the slickest because that's when all the oil and shit comes up from the road. Correct. But once it starts raining constantly, like even if it's raining moderate, not like so heavy that they're standing water and you start to hydroplane, but when it's raining moderately, the roads aren't really that slick and you still see people driving like fucking retards going 20 miles under the speed <laughs> limit. They're going to 20 and a fucking 45 and I just want to get the fuck home, but no, God. And then uh, when it fucking snows here and then you're trying to go up a hill and you got to keep your momentum so you don't get stopped and then start sliding down the hill, the fucking jackass in front of you is going like 10 miles an hour because he thinks that going slow is actually better when you're going up a fucking hill and then you get stuck behind him and then you have to slow down and then your fucking truck has shitty fucking traction because it's got no weight in the back starts sliding back down the fucking hill and then I want to jump out of my truck and start shooting at the driver who caused my truck to almost go off the road. 
Dude, God, it's fucking worse when you're in a fucking manual. It's like shifting on the ice sucks a ton of dick. Like it's uh, uh it's terrible. It is it's terrible. Yes, like I, shifting on a hill is already not the greatest. Shifting on a hill in the snow. Uh, uh, Jesus fuck. My favorite thing about uh, when it snows though is when you see people that are driving like SUVs just speeding down like there's no snow or anything. And then yeah. you go down, and then they're in the side. Like you catch up to them two <laughs> miles later because they're in the fucking ditch. Yeah, I, I've I've seen head-on collisions happen in front of me during snow days. It's always exciting to have a commute, like fucking what's normally like a forty-five minute commute, then turns into like an hour and a half commute on a snow day, if not longer. And then you just watch people fucking destroying their cars left and right because they can't drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best. I I was going to say, I don't think it's people just don't know how to drive. I mean, a lot of people don't know how to drive. Most of the accidents I'm willing to bet are just caused by people who are very selfish drivers and just think they have the right of way in every situation, or they think they're Uh, invincible, and then they just take liberties even though they know they're dumb, but they just think they'll be fine, and then they're the ones who cause the accidents. See, the thing with driving like that is uh, usually you will be fine, but it's a risk, and the more you do it, the more you put yourself at risk, and eventually statistically, you're more likely than not going to get in a crash. Well, yeah, I know. There's a time and a place but, for that. Yeah. The more you do it, though, the more confident you get, so the more you fucking do it, which just means eventually you'll be a fucking dumbass. And Yeah, like bobbing and weaving out in and out of traffic. I've seen people do that and then fucking rear-end somebody just because they hit their brakes. I've only seen it happen twice, but each time I was, like, erect for four hours afterwards. So I... I have a, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. Back when I was, uh, when I worked my shitty parcel job at a Fred Meyer when I just graduated high school. Actually, while I was still in high school, I remember some old guy was walking, some like 40 year old guy was walking around the parking lot. I, God, I feel weird calling a 40 year old old because I'm going to be 40 before you know it. But anyway, this guy was like walking around. He was bitching to me about how like some woman like parked her car or something and he was throwing a big pissy fit about it. And he was telling all these other people like, look, look at this parking job. Look how shit this is. We got to find out who this is and fucking tell someone. He kept like complaining to me about it because I was, working at the store and he wanted me to tell someone I, I like pretended to because I really just didn't give a shit. The woman came out. She was like Afghani or something. She didn't really look like she spoke English and she kind of got confused and the guy started freaking at her and just kind of like shrugged and like got her car and drove off. Then that guy got in his car while still bitching and then backed right into somebody driving past him. Oh, wow. That is amazing. And I watched the whole thing, and then the guy got out all kind of confused and was like, oh, okay, and started, like, trading their information. Yeah, that's what happens to those kind of people. My favorite story about uh, shitty drivers is back when I was in driver's ed, one of the things you had to do was you had to do, like, three drives with the instructor, but you also had to do a drive where you were the passenger for another student who was driving, and I did it with somebody who was... uh, first-generation immigrant from India, I think. Like, her parents moved over here for a a job. Yeah. And they brought her with her, and she was still in high school, and she was still learning the language. And it was her highway driving session. (laughs) I've never been so terrified in my life. Not just... Not because of necessarily the way she was driving... But because of the every time the instructor said something to her, he had to repeat it like four or five times using synonyms to till she finally got till he finally said a word that she had learned. Nice. And I, I think try like trying to tell her to slow down and then one time trying to like get her to 
brake without him slamming on the brake himself because you know it was a, one of those driver ed cars and i'm just like grabbing onto the back and he's trying to like stop brake duh. and finally he just hits the brake and it got like that like on the highway we're going like 70 and she fucking just screeching halt and i'm be like, <laughs> like jesus fucking christ uh, oh my god driver's ed fun times <laughs> oh my god yeah uh driver's ed was great uh, I wonder how she would have done with my teacher because my teacher was kind of this, he was kind of crazy and would like tell us to do intentionally dangerous things just to quiz us and see if we'd do it or not. <laughs> wow. So he tells you wow. to go down like one-way streets and stuff and wait for us to go, wait, wait, no, we're not supposed to do that. And I actually wasn't paying attention once when he told me to go down a one-way street and I started doing that and then he like slammed on the brakes and was like, are you trying to get us killed? And I looked at the road and I'm like, oh. Well, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those kind of podcasts, everybody. Uh, you want to talk about? Oh, so you can you can watch that Metal Gear trailer I just sent you. Now I just found that as soon as I got home and thought, "Wow, okay, well, I guess we are going to have an eventful podcast." So, all right, uh, a trailer came out like right when we got off work. Metal Gear Survive official trailer. Uh, okay, yeah. Did you watch it? I, I started to watch it and I said, "What the fuck?" Please finish it and then, yeah, live. So uh, I see Snake holding onto a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is when the oil rig dies. Just keep going; it gets better. No, I. uh, They fly away on the helicopter. Oh, they left somebody behind. Oh, he's so young and pretty looking. I was thinking, like, oh, it's going to be a new campaign. That's kind of cool. But just keep watching. Yeah, and then that opens up, and he gets abducted by aliens, or something. That is what the fuck right there. That's what made me say what the fuck the first time. (sighs) Okay, and then a zombie. Lol, zombies. Yeah, because, you know, so popular. Bow and arrow. Oh, it's a girl. Of course. Bow and arrow, girl. Gotta be original. <laughs> as soon as I saw the arrow, I'm like, I bet it's girl. To get back home, fight together. As they are surrounded by these zombies. If you haven't picked up on it, this is the mistake that the creators of Ark were about to make until they realized that they shouldn't do it. And Konami just went full ahead with it. Survive. Metal Gear. Okay, uh... It's not that bad of a premise, other than the fact that they're using the Metal Gear title. Like, you could totally use the Metal Gear engine to make it. I'm pretty sure this is an expansion for Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, that that's makes why. It worse. That's why it says uh, "Survive" with a capital V because it's Metal Gear Five. Uh, so it's okay. Basically, I, yeah. uh, that makes it slightly less bad. Like, if there's base building, like an actual base building element and management element. I can see that playing into the whole... Like, there's mechanics at work that if you add to what's in Metal Gear Solid Five, something like this would work. My only problem with it is this feels so incredibly dumb and not Metal Gear Solid, and there was a way for them to make this, like, actually make sense inside the Metal Gear Solid universe instead of you got abducted, and, yeah, they're ripping off Ark, pretty much, except they're using zombies instead of dinosaurs. Well, what I was saying was Ark was jumping on the bandwagon, then they stopped, and now Konami's just jumping on the bandwagon, and they have no idea what they're... I mean, it's no mystery that the fucking people running Konami have absolutely no fucking clue what people like or want anymore, but this, to me, just seems like the most lazy, unimaginative cash grab they possibly could have gone with this game, other than just more microtransactions is, oh, let's just put a survival mode in it. Oh, H1Z1 and DayZ are popular. Let's just do that. We basically already got an open world for it. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be online at all. 
I would, uh, you would think. I'm also guessing it's probably going to be like a $20 add-on or it might be like a standalone expansion or something. Yeah. But I can't imagine this turning out to be anything other than fucking crap. Especially since there's so many of these kind of games already to choose from. At no point playing Metal Gear Solid Five did I think, man, this would make a great zombie survival co-op game. They should add one of those modes in it. And the thing, like, when the trailer started, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, if they just made something new with the same engine that was, like, a new chapter or something, I might care, even if it's not by Kojima or anyone. It just the gameplay itself was already fun. But then this is uh, heading directly 100% straight up their own ass. Yeah, I agree completely that the gameplay in Metal Gear Solid Five was really fun. It just had a bunch of other problems. But still, overall, my experience with the game was pretty positive. I've sunk a ton of hours into it. I would go back for the right kind of expansion. Uh, this is not the right kind of expansion. Uh, yeah, uh, de- definitely just not going, no. See how many no, dislikes it's getting? Uh, no, how many is it getting? I already oh, closed it. Oh, wow, 20, 30, just 29,132. Yep. I think it's probably just a big fuck you Konami movement at this point. I think it's half that. I also think a big part of it too is people are just really sick and tired of zombies at this point. I don't know. There still are zombie games coming out that are successful, like Dying Light and stuff, but I think people are just tired of zombie survival shit. Especially well, when it's- I think people are also just tired of zombies just being stapled onto things for no reason. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I got home thinking, well, there's nothing worth talking about, and I saw this, I'm like, okay, well, there's something. So I sh- I'll, I'll watch this Resident Evil thing you sent me now, because I haven't yet. Um, live, I'm watching the Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Lantern gameplay trailer. Okay, an error has occurred. Please try again later. Nice, Google. You're continuing this. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone picked up on it while I was bitching about it earlier, but there's been a bunch of problems with all of uh, Google's things today since I've been trying to start this fucking podcast. It's driving me fucking nuts. God damn it. God fucking damn it. All right. Play. An error has occurred. Please try again later. Okay, I guess we'll have to wow. wait till the end of the podcast for me to watch this. Do I need to watch it for you to talk about it, or is it like something you really significantly want me to watch? No, uh, there's a few things that I noticed while watching it. That I just kind of wanted to bring up that w- maybe it would help if you saw it, but... Okay, let me try one more time. I'll All right. exit out and open it's, it up. It's not, like, super significant, Actually, I guess. Actually, I'll try it. I mean, we're only a professional podcast here. Professional. We're the exact opposite of professional. We're not even amateur. We're, like, beneath that. We've, like, chosen to go as unprofessional as possible with this shit. We are the number one podcast in America about video games hosted by a dude named Ryan and a dude named Andrew That's that are good. nihilists and sort of suicidal. That's is very true and accurate when you put it that way. Okay, it's working this time. All right, cool beans. Okay, uh, first flaw I have about being in first person in this game is the fact you can't see your character's ass. Yeah. That's I have no idea what she a, looks like, but it's kind of a turnoff. I did enjoy seeing uh, Jill and Claire's ass while playing them in other games. Yeah, that was a huge thing I enjoyed about Metal Gear Solid was that everybody had a hot ass in number four. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I could I could even get a hard on to Snake and Raiden. True. Yeah, you know I I'm not gonna lie. I did admire that ass, that Snake ass. That was one hell of an ass. I wish I had that ass. No homo. No homo. I, I gotta say the game looks good and one thing that i noticed compared to like other a lot of other first person survival games is there's a lot of shit in detail i noticed a lot of these more amateur ones are really like sterile looking with nothing except what you're supposed to hide behind yeah. for the most part they'd be able to do it with some production value so yeah i'm uh one minute 30 seconds into it it looks okay 
Yeah, and the other thing I noticed is that these aren't the one, two, three zombies. They seem to be more, more like the Spaniards from four where they're infected with the worm. It's clearly going off the four, five, six continuity. I would be totally okay with there being no mentions of Umbrella or anything in this game at all, just completely, even if the old characters don't show up. I think there should be some connection to the world, but have it not be the core focus. Well, like yeah. Maybe for some like text, you find some text files or something, but definitely maybe have this be more of a natural occurrence instead of, you know, Umbrella involvement would be great. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm through. I'm I mean, through you've seen I mean, the takeaway I, I've gotten from this trailer is that it just looks like it'll be a potentially good one of these kind of right. first person horror games, which I'm OK with. I wasn't expecting anything good from Resident Evil anyway. So I'll yeah. take this. The only kind of negative I got from this is they're very much clearly showing that the gameplay is uh, runaway and hide focused. It seems to be. Yeah. Hide behind uh, a box. Yeah, I don't really care for that kind of gameplay. So that was the nice thing about PT. Is PT was a good one of those first-person walk-around sims. PT never required you to hide. It wasn't at all an element of the gameplay. Uh, hiding tends to be very passive. In some games, like Metal Gear Solid, it's like the tension or whatever, or you're like focused, you're trying to gain intel while you're hiding. So you're actually engaged when hiding. Whereas I know in a lot of these games, hiding is just hiding. And just I, hiding is kind of boring. I guess it's, neither of us liked Outlast, but if you were to defend that game, you could say one of the redeeming aspects about it was how short of a game it was. It was not longer than like two to three hours. I would expect from a Resident Evil title to be longer than that. So I hope that it still has, you know, finding keys, unlocking doors, that kind of puzzle right. shit from Resident Evil. This hide behind a box stuff, hopefully there's a lot more to it than that. Right, because... Uh, like Soma, for example, the gameplay elements in Soma devolved into basically just hiding. And hiding's fucking boring because it's just it's basically glorified waiting. Yeah. You need something like in a Metal Gear Solid game or Mark of the Ninja where the hiding feels more involved, where you're actually trying to do something. Or the AI has to be more interesting because in yeah. Soma, the AI was fucking terrible. God, the AI was... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. I have yet to play Alien Isolation, and that is still on my back burner, but my understanding is the AI in that game is really good, and you feel like the alien is actually stalking you and has sort of a more menacing approach to you. Right, and also from my understanding, there's more to do than just hide. Right. So, Well, you're trying to get things done around the thing chasing you and stalking you, so yeah. I really need to play that game. So do I. I'm starting to worry that might be like a January game since we're getting close to that time of the year. Yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah, we got Deus Ex, and then I really do actually want to play Dead Space 2 because I'm just starting to get a craving to move on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can figure out what to do about Dead Space 3 when we get to it. Okay, well, I'm still on like the optimistic side for Resident Evil 7. I'm just glad that Capcom did something that isn't more Resident Evil 6. And if this turns out to be right. underwhelming and a turd, at least they went for something new. Even yeah, exactly. If even if it's a trend, it's still new for the series, and it's something we didn't see coming, so... So, yeah. I mean, 1, 2, and 3 and Code Veronica were all kind of their own thing. And then they did something They did something new with 4. And they tried to copy it a little bit with 5 and 6 and add in multiplayer. And that didn't pan out well. So I'm glad that they're willing to look at that and say, it's time for the series to make another big change like it did with 4. It's just up in the air if it's going to be good or not. From the trailers we've seen, the level of detail and everything, it looks like it can be good. There's room for it to be good. We just got to hope that they deliver on that front. In the vein of future games, uh, one of the news stories I have is EA is starting to hint that they might remaster uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. Remaster? Yeah. Uh, Especially Mass Effect 1 
Well, especially Mass see... Effect 3, because that thing looked like shit. Uh, that's true. But was it Mass Effect was it a 360 or an Xbox? 360. PC. 360. Yeah. I mean, you can still get on the PC. I'm sure that means you can mod it to make it look better. Yeah. But what I find interesting about this is, like, EA's bought a lot of companies. And I think Mass Effect 1 was mostly made under Bioware before yeah. they got out, bought out by EA. Correct. If this shows that they're willing to remake games that EA themselves didn't make, but companies they bought made, that kind of opens up the floodgates for a lot of good quality games. I mean, just from Bioware, you have the Dragon Age Origins game, as well as Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic. Well, Knights of the Old Republic 2 is Obsidian. But like a remake of the original Knights of the Old Republic, that'd be fucking sweet. They'd add skins to it. Oh fuck! You just ruined it. Oh, I mean, I gotta yeah. be honest. They're gonna they're gonna tamper yeah. with something because they can't yeah. help it. You're right. You're um, right. Yeah, I would also say like you know maybe it opens a possibility they'll remaster older games by Maxis, like the older Sim Cities or something. But uh, knowing EA, they wouldn't do it unless there was a lot of marketability behind it, or they had some sort of plan with it or something. Right. Well, it could also be a way for them to see if there's, like, interest in, like, a new Command & Conquer game, because didn't they buy uh, Eastwood or whatever? Yeah, and they made Command & Conquer 3 and Red Alert 3, and I don't think... Well, th- my understanding was 3 was mostly positively received, with some exceptions. Red Alert 3 was not so well-received, and then Command & Conquer 4 was just complete and utter garbage. It went, like, the same route EA goes with everything. Yeah, the, the first one's okay, then the second one, not so much. And Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, Bioware was creating Command & Conquer Generals 2, which, you know, that was around the time where Bioware wasn't Bioware anymore, and it was like, well, they're just using that banner to hang their name over that game. Yeah, that game got canceled. I think it was just being retitled to Command and Conquer, like they were rebooting the series, and then they just, either it's on indefinite hold or they fully canceled it, but there hasn't been any word of it in years. But yeah, uh, remastering Mass Effect, I guess, why not? I mean, they just made like a trilogy collection of those games. I think I was on a last gen, but yeah, they're probably just bringing it to the current gen before they release the new shitty one that they're making. Oh, Mass Effect, Neptune, or whatever. Andromeda. Mass Effect shitty car with loud engine. Yeah. I've been reading a lot of horseshit by one of the developers on Bioware right now, and just all the fucking tirades he goes on Twitter about kill all white people and stuff like that. Is he white? No. Okay, cool. He's He lives in Canada, and he's like, I don't know, he's Indian or something. Oh, yeah, Canada, totally. The hotbed of all, you know... I wasn't really planning to bring it up. What I'm trying to say is Bioware is just okay with policing everybody on what they say and do, but they're okay with keeping complete and utter pieces of garbage working for them, as long as you're spouting the right type of garbage. Don't fucking buy Bioware. Of all the games to buy from EA, Bioware is the last one I ever want to hear someone giving their money to. I understand you like Mass Effect or you have hope or you want Mass Effect to be good again. It's not fucking worth it. If Mass Effect 3 wasn't offensive enough to you to kill any hope you ever have for a good Mass Effect game ever again, then you weren't paying enough attention to how shitty it was. In much the same vein, you know, Mass Effect for you is Mass Effect. Dragon Age Origins was like the one that I really loved from Bioware. And even when Inquisitor got announced, I was still like, yeah, it's still not Bioware. It's EA Bioware. That's like two different companies. I'm not getting my hopes up at all for this game. And I mean, I guess it's better than Mass Effect 3, but it was still very mid-lane from everything I read. I don't want to give them my money because fuck those guys. I don't remember the first Mass Effect really being marketed in any specific way other than here's this game and it's epic and awesome. And then around Mass Effect 2 and further, they started trying to make it appeal to, you know, the the hardcore gamer crowd. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Those are the only people who ever get excited over new Bioware announcements. It's painful to talk about Bioware. I can't even really articulate arguments against them just because everything about them is... They're they're probably my most hated developer in existence right now. 
which is sad because there was a time where I remember walking into PAX and seeing all the boosts for Mass Effect 2 before that came out. I went, oh, Bioware and Mass Effect, sweet, awesome. I love yeah, Bioware. No. Oh, they got this Dragon Age game. That's cool. They make good games. I love Bioware. Uh, and then, like, every PAX after that was like, oh, fuck Bioware. God damn it. Yep. It hurts to live. Yes, it does. Please let it be over. God, Bioware, you were the chosen one. Did I ever tell you how, uh, like, I don't remember which packs it was, but the one where they had Mass Effect 3, the wait to play Mass Effect 3 was over four and a half hours. And wow. I just looked at it from the side, like, it just looked like the same kind of demo they had for Mass Effect 2, like the same gameplay. And then I realized the reason why everyone was playing it anyways, because they're handing out these little medals that symbolize the medals in Mass Effect. And everyone just wanted one of those. And then, like, on the last day of PAX, there was this whole open area. One of the booths left, and they just opened up some extra demos. And the wait was only 15 minutes to play Mass Effect, but the four-and-a-half-hour-long line was still there. And I asked the guy at the 15-minute line, like, what's the difference? He's like, oh, we're just not handing out the badges here. Oh, wow. I was like, okay, so you mean I get to play the game? And like, yeah, and like, okay. So it's, it's the same demo. They just weren't handing out swag, and the line was uh, four hours shorter. And then I played. I'm like, yeah, um, if I waited four hours for this, I would go home and spank myself. I don't think it was even worth 15 minutes. <laughs> what kind of reaction is that? What do you mean? Go home and spank yourself. Like, punish myself. There's far worse ways I could do it. Spanking myself isn't the worst way at all. No, you can't, you can't even get, like, a good arm swing going on. I'm like, if you spank someone else, you can get, like, fucking, you know, momentum okay, into well, that by, shit. By spanking myself, I meant I would jump off a building and land ass first. Okay, there you go. That makes yeah. sense. That's punishing. Right. Okay. Getting the important details out of here. Uh, was there more you want to say about EA? No, not really, other than, like, it's cool, except it's EA. Oh, okay, here's a new story that you may have already heard by now. I don't know when it was announced, but Final Fantasy XV was delayed two months till November. Meh, whatever. Yeah, meh. I mean, what you mean to say is, fuck this, I'm canceling my pre-order, I'm never paying for them again, except you didn't pre-order it because you're not a retard. Let me get on Twitter and send death threats. Uh, <laughs> I Seriously, the people who are upset over delays are under the age of 18. Yeah. When you're over 18 and you have a job and personal responsibility and other things to do in your life and other games you want to play and the income to pay for them, my reaction to hearing that 15 got delayed is like, okay, that means I can play Deus Ex more. That means I can play Final Fantasy 14 more. That means I can play some other new game. Like maybe I could get Witcher 3 and start playing that. You know, it's like, I don't care. There's other shit to occupy my time. Final Fantasy 15 or any other game is not the only fucking thing in my life that if it gets delayed, I need to contemplate suicide. I am not that pathetic. I mean, I joke that I am, but legitimately, I'm not that pathetic. It's only really a bummer if you took time off to play the game or something. Right. Plus, like, it's only like delaying it, what, two days? Two months. What? I will say it is kind of a bummer for you because you're not going to have time to play it. That is true. I'll, I'll have it'll be like the only thing I do during. Uh, but peak. but at least it'll be a good game for you to dive into in January when you have tons of free time. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're never gonna have free time again because uh, we're never gonna recover from December this year. December is gonna bleed over to all of next year, and then we'll have to retitle this podcast the December Cast, where we're just always miserable. Fuck, that's actually kind of a good name. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> be right back guys we're making a new podcast okay well i guess um the only other thing this isn't really that big of a deal uh where i was reading it they were making it into a bigger deal but nintendo kind of just talked about how making night cycles during the new legend of zelda was a huge pain in the ass for them 
And one of the reasons why was because they didn't want to make the night times too scary for their audience. And they wanted to oh, make it more about, yeah, no, they wanted to make it more about all the wonder and stuff of the night sky. And it sounds like the game is going to have big differences, though, between day and night. Like, there will be puzzles you can only solve during night and stuff, and only places you can find during night, which is cool. It's very yeah. rare that day and night cycles are actually done meaningfully in games, except for, like, as survival as goes. As far as Zelda goes, the only thing I remember about day-night cycles is in Ocarina of Time, you're running towards Hyrule as a kid, and then it's night, and the you see the drawbridge like just go up right in front of you. Yeah. And you want to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, and then you had to kill some violent zombies for a bit. Uh, I guess I'll just throw out my policy, which is it's a good thing to scare the shit out of kids sometimes. And that's another thing, too, is like, uh, usually it's games that aren't trying to be scary that end up being the scariest. Oh, absolutely. This is... Because when you actually have like agency and control over the situation, and every, like you expect things to go in a normal flow, and then all of a sudden that flow is disrupted in a terrifying manner, and like you don't know what to do. It's like, do I run away? Do I attack? Is this a puzzle for me to solve? All the while you're like stressed out because you're scared, and it just adds to it. Whereas very quickly, like you know, the Resident Evil Seven what you got from the demo, no matter what it is, you run away and you hide behind a box. So like that formula is <laughs> always there. That means you react to everything the same. That means it becomes predictable. And predictable is not scary. What is scary is unpredictable. So, the yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. God, there were a lot of really off-the-wall things that traumatized me when I was a kid. I don't think I've ever said this story. So there was this game called Star Trek 25th Anniversary. It was like the first real PC game I ever played as I was kind of transcending from childhood where I'd play like kitty bullshit where you just fucking draw pictures and stuff to an actual game. Uh, it was a point-and-click adventure. And then there was a sequel to it called Star Trek Judgment Rights. In the beginning of that game, you go to the space station with Herc, Spock, McCoy, you know, point-and-click. You go to this one area. It's like a prison section. And there's this really fucking large, like, four-armed alien monster thing that just creeped the fuck out of me. Uh, I didn't think much of it. But I left the game idle one time. I went to go in my bedroom to go do something and I came like five minutes later and it was scripted in the game that if you just happen to sit here and let the screen idle for too long, the monster will break out of its force field and kill everybody in the room. So I, I walked into the fucking room while this, like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like the music was all intense and just showed Kirk, Spock and McCoy looking at this thing while it was snarling. I'm like, how the fuck did it get out of the force field? And then the thing fucking just like jumps on him and eats him. And I just, I ran out of the fucking room screaming. It scared the shit out of me. And I never played, I refused to play that game after that. I did because I wouldn't want to go in that room and I wouldn't even like risk the thing breaking out and it fucking traumatized me. It was scary as shit. And I remember telling my dad and my, and a friend about it and they both called me a pussy because they looked at <laughs> it like, Oh, come on. That's just, that's nothing. It's just like a cartoon looking crap. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It'll break out of the cage. Uh, yeah. I remember playing shadows of the empire for the Nintendo 64. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, the first stage is so cool. Uh, you know, oh, like seriously, that's like one of the best first levels of any fucking game. Yeah. And then you get to the second level, it's like, oh, what the fuck? This is, this is so weird, whatever. And it like takes you a few tries because it's like night and day difference. And honestly, the on-foot levels in that game were even not good in the first place. But, you know, I'm a kid, so I persevered, and I push and I push. And finally, I made it to the part with the fucking Wampas. <laughs> I think I threw the remote. Like, oh, fuck it. Like, no. Don't let and, him out of the cage. And then every, every time after that, I'd only play the first level and I'd get to the second level and I'd just reset the game and play the first uh, level again. So I just learned to avoid him and I wouldn't even go into the rooms even when they were caged up. Then there's another level later like where you're like on a desert area where there are wampas just walking around in like caves oh, nice. and stuff. So yeah, those things were fucking scary. But you know about the cheat code where you could play as a wampa? 
Uh, I've learned about it years later, but I've never yeah. used it. Oh, that game had some badass cheat codes. I got so that much game actually had yeah, for my understanding, it actually had cool, fun cheat codes. Yeah, you could play as a stormtrooper. The thing is, it wouldn't just turn your character into one of the enemies. You would actually take control over one of the enemies on the map, and then the other AI would respond to you as if you were that kind of person. Then there was also cheat codes in the last level where you could play as like an X-wing and a Tie fighter and. It was really cool. I guess on the subject of scary stories, Super Mario 64 scared the fuck out of me the first time I walked up to the giant key door in the main foyer and Bowser growled at me because I was a stupid little kid. And I, <laughs> I was like it's, like, it's like a Doberman barking at me and it freaked me out. And then I remember one of my friends at elementary school told me that it's possible that Bowser will start an invasion of the castle. And every time oh, you start God. the game, there will just be like piranha plants and like enemies everywhere. Every time I started that game, I'd be terrified. I'm going to walk in. There's just going to be enemies everywhere. And now as an adult, I wish that was a thing because it was years I played that game. And I actually believe that there was a glitch or something where that could happen or something would trigger it. Uh, been awesome. Yeah. Actually, now you talk about Nintendo 64 though, it does have a lot of those scares because it also has the, um, the piano and then the giant, like, Oh Yeah. Like the giant lamprey snake looking thing in the underwater level. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that scares you at first, but it's not actually a threat. Yeah, exactly. The thing that looks like Lapras, yeah. There needs to be at least one or two parts in a non-scary game that will just make a kid shit himself. It makes a memorable mm-hmm. situation. It also teaches them to not be a pussy. You need that. At like, the core of it, that's what these games are fucking about. They're about adventure. Part of adventure is getting scared sometimes. You know? Yeah, sometimes and, scared. and more than that, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is evidence for this, but kids tend to surround and almost cult worship things that scare the piss out of them sometimes. So just if there were something in the new Zelda that would terrify the shit out of kids, kids would all be talking about it. It would just be like self-marketing for the game. It'd bring more attention to it. At least I know that's what it was like when you were a kid, is you tell stories of these things. Yeah, and speaking of Zelda, fucking Ocarina of Time, the goddamn uh, Redead, the mummies that would hump your face. Oh, yeah. I hate that, that scream they do. I yeah. fucking hate it, that shit. Uh, the first time I ever actually owned the game, it was like a pre-owned game, and someone else had a completed file, and I was still playing through as Kid Link, and I remember I was like, I want to see what it's like at the end game, and I opened up this other kid's file. He was starting at like the beginning of Gan's Castle. I went out, I was like, where the fuck am I? What the fuck is going on? You go into the town, and that's where I realized, holy shit, what the fuck happened to the castle town? Why is everyone a fucking zombie? And damn, this game gets fucking crazy and intense. And then, uh, yeah, I played through it after that. God, Nintendo used to not pull its punches sometimes. You hear that, Nintendo? You need to go back to the way you were. Just, like, not in every way. Not just little ways. Kids these days are lucky that uh, I'm not a Nintendo developer, because I would just... Without even like telling anyone on the staff, I would just have like a designer going like, "Okay, I want you to make this off the beaten path Easter egg that requires a lot of problem solving to even get to." But once you go in there, there's evidence of uh, murder, suicide, or something. Create mystery. Fuck yeah! Or maybe just like you go into Bowser's castle and you find like a bunch of random obscure switches, and if you pull in the right order, you find his rape dungeon. <laughs> it's funny you said that. I, was, I think my response to what you were saying is going to be. And you kids, when just room and you find you find jumbo packs of condoms, oh, uh, or you find like photos of Bowser like underneath something. Yeah. <laughs> these are too. And like Mario just says, these are too big for me. <laughs> something God. weird like that. People evidently think that, like you know, from Bioshock, just having a bunch of fucking audio logs over the place where characters are just going on exposition. You can make a very deep game with lots of subject matter. You could do that in a Mario game. 
just fucking put yeah. weird little out of the place things where you find them like, wait, what's going on? Is Peach having an affair with Bowser? Oh my god, everything makes sense now. Mario's been the bad guy the whole time. He he's the fucking cleany ex boyfriend that can't get over it. It's fucking true. Did you see what he did to Donkey Kong? Yeah, dude, that was fucked up. And he made his fucking son come and rescue him. Like Jesus, there should be a fucking Mario game where you play as Bowser and you're trying to like rescue the world from Mario. It's like a timeline from the beginning of Super Mario Brothers all the way up to whatever it is now, Super Mario 3D World. I've always wanted them to do that. Not only just that, but I thought like releasing three like Zelda games, one called Courage, the other one called wisdom and the last one called strength and then uh, each one you play like zelda link or uh ganon as yeah. the main character something like that or yeah like you said like you play as bowser play as fucking uh king k rule people have been wanting there to be a wario and waluigi game and similar to like you know the mario and luigi rpg series i'm thinking like a spin-off that could be a cool spin yeah. yeah yeah and you may have heard this but uh shigeru miyamoto had an idea for making a game about waluigi where the goal of the game was to cheat I don't know what his idea of gameplay was going to be, but that was kind of a cool concept. Like it was a casino, I heard. Like it was supposed to be like a casino type setting, uh, and you were supposed to cheat in that. Oh, uh, okay. So it sucks about all of Nintendo's IPs is you can come up with so many imaginative badass things, and then Nintendo's never going to do it. They'll always play it safe. They'll either play it safe or they'll make something fucking retarded, like the Nintendo <laughs> NX. Apparently, the Nintendo NX is going to have like these sensors that you can put on your body they're supposed to sexually stimulate you as you do better and like you're supposed to put them on your partner that way they want to bring couples together so the guy can play the game while you know he gets his girlfriend off it's so fucking weird who'd want anything like that what the fuck nintendo uh no one clearly uh where's my wallet <laughs> yeah nintendo picks the wrong things to take risks with and then <laughs> the things that they need to take risks with they don't yeah, they need to stop taking risks with their hardware and take risks with their fucking IPs because they have so many of them. Some of them just completely underutilized, and they and they'll say shit like, "Eh, we don't want to do anything with them for bullshit reasons." But here's this fucking new Wemo that looks like a goddamn tractor. <laughs> <sighs> the Nintendo NX is just a gun. <laughs> I don't know why my mind came up with that. <laughs> It's a gun, and then you open up the inst- it's like the instruction manual, and it's really full out. It has like all these Japanese characters, like the Japanese flag, like the Japanese anthem starts playing, and like all it is is pictures of American. Like, um, now it's time to play Splatoon for real, kids. First <laughs> boss American, is your parents. This is American politicians with like targets on their faces or something. <laughs> oh fuck! Like, yeah, you thought Pokemon Go was bad? That was just the beginning. Yeah, but now we all learn the truth. Yeah, Pokemon that would go was just so we could learn where all your top secret bases were. Yeah, yeah, and a decoy from the real threat. Oh man, oh. I'm just gonna uh, new Overwatch map revealed. I'm sure. Are you still yeah, playing I that? Saw, uh, yeah. I'm going to again really soon. I tell mm-hmm. myself every day, and then I never play it. So yeah, I, I looked at it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I that's I'm kind of waiting for like these updates to build up a little bit more. I think the new maps might get me into it. They added a character. I haven't even played as Ana yet. Okay. All right. I, I got one. Yeah. It's a rumor. All right. Okay. Rumor. In Europe, a new logo was trademarked for Fallout New Orleans. Oh, yes. I read that. Yeah. Coincidentally, Obsidian tweeted out pictures of these like booklets that had field notes for Louisiana. People immediately said that that was just the code that they were using for Pillars of Eternity 2. 
not to get your hopes up that's in any way a confirmation or yeah. related to this at all. But still, uh, Fallout 4 can really use I mean, an Obsidian game. It, it makes sense to base it on New Orleans because New Orleans is a shithole even before the end of the world. <laughs> and I, it, should, I, it should start off the exact same way as Fallout 4 does. Except after you like wake up, you get out, and you just your character looks around, and is like, oh man, it looks so much better. What happened? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's better than I was thinking. I was thinking you just wake up and it hasn't even been the end of the world. And you're like, God, another day in this shitty fucking place. <laughs> you play through the whole game thinking that it's like the end of the world. Like you're playing it like a normal file game. Everything's in ruins. And then the big twist at the end is it's not the end of the world. It's this modern day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the end, that's when the nukes drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone starts like sipping on lemonade. Like maybe it'll be better this way. <laughs> just high fiving each other. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a week, more than a week, like I spent like 10 days in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. I was part of the relief effort. Just FYI, and everyone wants to get uppity over me making these statements, and I reserve the right to say, that place is a shithole. Well, I, you did see it at, like it's literal worse. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, yes, it was a literal fallout situation. We did actually go into a neighborhood where there were like active shootings and stuff happening, but without even knowing it. So it was literally fallout when I went down there. But even like the restored areas in New Orleans itself. God, all the stores are just a bunch of fucking voodoo bullshit. It's humid as fuck. Of course, if you're going down there just to drink, there's a shit ton of bars and it probably gets very sleazy down there. A very easy place to find a hooker, I believe. What I'm saying is New Orleans is a fucking dank, dirty ass city that if you're a dank, dirty ass person, you'll probably like. You want to go to New Orleans with me? Yes. Cool. We deserve it. Honestly, though, if anyone listening to this podcast lives in New Orleans, I would be fucking shocked. Please let me know. My experience with a lot of these areas is that all the stereotypes about it are completely true when you're, like, in the downtown strip area. Uh-huh. But as you move out away from that, it becomes just like any other city, so. Yeah. It was the weather in New Orleans that really fucking did it. Like, you got flash floods three times a day. It'll be, like, completely sunny and, like, 90 degrees, if not hotter, and then fucking thunder lightning storm above you instantly, and then it's gone in, like, 15 minutes. If you were born and raised there, the humidity is no problem to you. But if you lived in any other fucking part of the country where you don't have to deal with that, it's like walking into a fucking steamy bathroom 24-7. You need fucking air conditioning to live down there. You would fucking die or just be sweating buckets nonstop otherwise. Yeah, so uh, perfect setting for Fallout. I got a hand of them. We were talking about that before. Like, where would you want Fallout to be based? And if Obsidian, of all people, is going to make a Fallout in New Orleans, I might actually be on board for that. Oh, I'd be 100% down. Uh, I think New Orleans would be great for a non-Bethesda entity to make a Fallout title for, because it's so far away from any other setting that they've used before. Yeah, uh, Most of them are on the West Coast. The only East Coast one I can think of is DC from 3. I can and think DC of... and New Orleans are pretty radical and different. So There's going to be so many uh, fucking mutated monsters from that area. Oh, fucking just dude, think of all the giant alligators and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Those giant fucking alligators would be sweet. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, I, I was thinking, even if Obsidian announces new Fallout, I don't care. That's just how dumb I am with Fallout. But a New Orleans Fallout by Obsidian has me curious enough that if they show screens and trailers and it looks like a solid title, I'll think about it. Fallout New Vegas was great, so if it's an Obsidian-developed Fallout, I'm 100% down. I'm just kind of burned out on Bethesda themselves at the moment. Neat, 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 neat. I think that probably will do it for our little rambly podcast. It was a good one. Yeah, good podcast. High fives. Yeah. We always do our best when we have the least to talk about. Yeah, like how we talked about driving and fucking the nostalgia video games for like 20 minutes each. Really, that speaks volumes about how like the less constructive we are, the better we are. It just speaks to what giant pieces of shit we are that we're totally down to just like 
wallow in our own mediocrity and then somehow make something decent out of it. Uh, Deus Ex! I can't wait. Deus Ex, yeah. If we I, stop podcasting in four weeks, it's because Deus Ex sucks and we killed yeah. ourselves. We might just want to not talk about it next week and give ourselves the whole week after to really yeah, soak I definitely, it in. I'm def- I'll just say we're playing Deus Ex and that should be it. I, I agree. Alright. So, alright. If thing. you've liked this podcast... Thank you, Nate. We appreciate you. Hey, Ryan, where can Nate find our podcast? You can subscribe, stream, or download our podcast via the RSS feed on www.explosionofhappiness.com. You can also find the podcast on iTunes or stream or content through YouTube under the channel Explosion of Happiness. If you have a Twitter account, you can follow my personal Twitter, Ground Take, where I'll be forwarding our uploads to as well. And that'll be it. Thank you for listening. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye, Nate. Let's talk about shit that pisses. Pi- I can't. Pisses. It's such a weird word. Pisses. Pisses. Pisses, pisses us off. No, it's weird when you say us right after. Pisses us. Pisses us. Yeah. Doesn't it feel weird? No, I think it's just one of your things. Oh, fuck. I need to figure out another way. Pisses us. I can't. Pisses us. Like, I I'm, I think I'm saying it right, but it just doesn't sound right. Pisses say star. Us. Say star fucks. Star Fox. Oh, I did. Usually you say Star Facts. Oh, I do that as a joke. Oh, oh, I thought it was just an honest, like, Star Facts. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was like a Duvalianism? Yes, I, I thought you were like, like, sometimes I have some weird, I don't know whether it's German or Russian, but every I have like some weird accent that will just come out of nowhere at random times when I'm saying a word that I'm not used to saying. Yeah, I do that with yellow where sometimes I'll say yeller or spatula uh, instead. Yeah. Just put er some randomly in word, and like I'm not. I've never even been to the far south. Well, I, no, I have. Okay, I've been to the far south like once, and I I picked up y'all apparently in my lexicon when I was there. Just randomly throw like, "What's up, y'all?" I'm like, oh. uh, I, I kind of like. Uh, I wish I kind of had a southern accent. I sort of like some of their uh, slang and stuff. But yeah, I would. I'd be. A, I'd be a total poser saying it though. Like, yeah. I like saying y'all. Y'all. Y'all come back now. You hear?